it's time for It Really Has Been. Now here's Darren and Dave. Welcome everybody. I'm glad you're here. It's the Hillbilly Has Beens. And we're your hosts. I'm Darren Smith and this is Dave Dunkley. Hello, Darren. How's it going, hey. my friend? Man, good. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, brother? I did, man. I'm still full up to I know. my ears. <laughs> I ate way too much, man. Did you Always. are you a do you have like just turkey or do you have ham too or uh we usually do turkey sometimes a ham will pop up it depends on how many people's coming you know yeah but all the fixings the green bean bean casserole the deviled eggs you know just yeah. oh. sweet potatoes it'll, man oh, it'll man. be in the fridge for days there'll, there'll be stuff left forever yeah i'm more of a ham guy than a turkey guy i'm not that great right. on turkey yeah especially white meat turkey i don't i don't it's just dry you don't dig it Nah. A, oh, you got to cook it right. I'm a ham guy, man. You know, I like I like the poke. I like sweet the poke. ham, like sweet Virginia ham. I like the the brown sugar Kentucky ham. There you go. Yeah, man, I can make sandwiches out of that for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny is, uh, you know, this whole this whole school year has been kind of weird. You know, with the COVID and they've been doing it online and stuff. You know, well, right. I, I kind of was. Uh, what do you call it when you check in on somebody? Eavesdrop. I was eavesdropping on my my daughter. Yeah. And uh, Jaden was uh, on the computer with the teacher, and uh, the teacher says, "Jaden says we're going to do a little math." And she said, "Now look, if I had, if I gave you two cats, then two more cats, then two more cats, how many cats would you have?" She said, seven. And she's like, no, no, wait a minute. Let me let me rephrase it. If I gave you two apples, then two more apples, then two more apples, how many apples would you have? And she said, six. She goes, well, then if I let's try this again. If I gave you two cats, two more cats, then two more cats, how many cats would you have? She said, seven. She said, well, how's that possible? She said, well, you gave me six cats and I got a cat here. <laughs> tell, me, uh, tell me kids ain't smart these days that's right that's right uh, anyway well today's episode is uh, i don't know if all of you know about it but we did things called bread and water tour uh, uh on a tour uh one year and it's uh what it was is a show after the show actually yeah um, a tour within a tour yeah and what we would do is we play these big arenas or wherever. And then afterwards we would all get in the bus, leave our show clothes on or change into something more comfortable and uh, go play clubs for sometimes four hours. The rest of the night usually. Yeah. Yeah. How we did it. I don't know. Cause now I couldn't do it. I, <laughs> I, know, I couldn't I do a show now. I think about it. It had to be make for long nights. Like playing six hours straight, you know. We was having fun though, man. Oh, uh, I mean, just fun. think about our. That was the. Um, I think some of this was. Oh, that was the soul to soul. I was thinking it was when we was doing the two and a half hour show, the one man band tour. Did we do bread and waters then? I thought we it, maybe did a few. We, we maybe did. I'm not sure when what tour. We need it was. to investigate this a little more. Yeah, we see. should. We should. But then, you know, once we talk about it now, we won't ever talk about it again. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, what it, what it was is we uh, wanted to play some cool songs that we never get to play, you know, that 
we don't play on stage. We're not not Tim songs. They're just uh, you know different artists and stuff and cool songs and stuff that Tim wanted to play. And it was all for charity. Whatever charity was in that town, you know, I think it was Red Cross. Sometimes I think it was Boys and Girls Club. Sometimes, but all the money went to charity. Right. So that was kind of cool. We got to uh, play different. Like you would, you would sing some. I would sing a little bit. Jeff would sing. Dino would sing. So we all got to uh, expand our horizons a little bit, you know. Yeah, it was fun, man. I, mean, I had fun. I had fun doing it. And you never knew who, would, who was going to be there. Yeah, we had a bunch of guests, and you know, um, I remember when uh, this came up and Tim wanted to do it. And I never really understood the uh, bread and water name, you know, until I started thinking about it. Well, yeah, it's stripped down, you know. It's like right stripped down to bread and water, you know. Right. And like I said, it's somewhere in between a full production and an acoustic thing. It's like right. in between that, you know, we still had all our instruments and played and, but we didn't have the big lights and the big sound and the big production video and all that, you know, and it was pretty raw and there was, uh, the banter in between was <laughs> unscripted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. But I remember, I remember we, we were rehearsing to do this because we, we had to come up with tunes you know, that we all wanted to do that fit us, each of us. We probably learned two sets. We would have had to learn two sets. Yeah, oh, yeah. We did some Tim songs. We did some Faith songs. And then whoever would pop up. Yeah, we we did a bunch. And I remember one of the songs. I mean, Tim did everything from Edmund Fitzgerald uh, (laughs) to the Goo Goo Dolls to to Huey Lewis. uh, I mean, just. Hall Notes. Yeah, Hall Notes. We did just about everything. Uh, Tom Petty. Um, Petty, yes. Sometimes two or three times a night. <laughs> yeah, two or three. Yeah. No kidding. And plus, he would at the shows. He would if somebody wanted to hear a request, it would cost them uh, money to the charity. Yeah, that's how you get us to play a song you wanted. Yeah, and well, man, we would play anything from the from the uh, Tim McGraw years. I mean, we was pulling out B cuts, deep B cuts. You know, which made it fun. Challenging, yeah, it made it fun, but it was a little shaky sometimes. It was, but that was a great place to do it, you know. Nobody was there was no pressure from anybody. Yeah, if you messed up, you messed up. It didn't matter. Yeah, we just made fun of did. it. But you know, and and you know, another thing, what would happen is we'd play these arenas, and then we we'd uh, the radio stations there, I guess, would leak it out that we were going to be at this club afterwards doing this bread and water thing, and they'd leak it out. Now we'd get there and the place would be packed and lined up around the block, you know, to get in. Because like, they would be 500 seat places. They weren't really big clubs. I'd play bigger clubs at home, you know, so it wasn't like filling up Billy Bob's or something. This was just a normal little nightclub. You remember when we were playing <laughs> playing somewhere, I, I don't know if it was Detroit or Rochester or somewhere, and we were at the Bread and Water and some, some girl maced, her boyfriend or, or, or somebody. I don't know the there. details. I just know we was hustled out of there. Like, like Reagan, like president, when president Reagan was, <laughs> was when they tried to shoot him, man, he was gone in about 20 seconds. They hustled us right out the door. I know. And it, and it cleaned that club out for a little bit too, man. I mean, so fast. Yeah. That stuff we, went, we never went back. Did we? I, I don't think so. I think it was toward the end anyway, but yeah. It, I mean, you couldn't go back because that stuff it, lingered everywhere, man. There's <laughs> people bawling everywhere, man. The doors were propped open. They tried to air it out. Yeah, it was hideous. 
it was just a typical night. You know, you haven't had that kind of nightclub experience in years, so it made it, you know, exciting. It's like, man, I remember those days. Yeah. You know, it was uh, – do you remember the songs that you sang? I do not. Really? I, I remember I did uh, a Del McClinton song called Every Time I Roll the Dice. That was like my go-to song whenever I had yeah. One of those articles said that we started. They, there was a newspaper article about us doing it, and it said that's what we started our part of the show with. Right. I guess Hazard was there. They played some ZZ Top. Lance Miller sang uh, Tom Petty, Southern Accent. And then it said we, and we started with your song. Dino sang Amy, I think. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So that was yeah. It it, it uh, informed me of what we did because I sure didn't remember. No, you know, and it's funny. Uh, I, I remember doing a Peter Frampton song called uh, "Show Me the Way." You know, yeah. And yeah. it had that it had that Pete Drake talk box thing. You know that that he used all the time, like on "Do You Feel Do You Feel Like Me Now?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> and what it is actually, people, is what it is. It's a little box that a tube, like a surgical tube, goes in the top, and it comes up, and they tape it to your mic. And what it is, is a tube. You use your mouth as a speaker into the microphone, and you can move, contort your mouth and talk or whatever to make those sounds. And, and uh, you know, you can say stuff. Or, and you're playing the notes on the guitar, but it's coming through this little, your mouth is what it is. Is it blowing know? air in your mouth and you're just moving the air around with your No, control? it kind of just vibrates a little bit. You know, what kinda, it is? yeah, it's kind of weird. kind of wrecks your feelings if you got every it. Time I, every time I saw it hanging there by your mic, I had this crazy urge to go up there and just, you know, just, <laughs> I just wanted to give it a try, but I, I could never, you know. Well, I appreciate that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to foul it up. For you didn't want to. You didn't want to salivate it up. But <laughs> yeah, well, come about that. You know, I, I was doing that song. I think it was around the first time I did it, and I was still learning how to use it. And you have to stick this tube in your mouth, you know. And right. I looked over at at the guitar tech, and he's like, <laughs> he's like mouthing. We put all of us put our crotch on that. You know, we rubbed it on our crotch, you know? and I'm like, and I got like, a what? picture I, of them with, with your hose on their crotch. I, I knew. It to you. I, I mean, I knew they didn't do it, but it was just a thing. Uh, they, put, they, they put that in my head, and every time I right. start thinking about it, I'm like gagging. You know, I'm like, and you oh. know, they was over there talking about it too. You know, you're playing, you can't even defend yourself. Yeah, every time I looked over there, they were all laughing and stuff. Right. Bastards, you know. Right. So where we where we start this thing? Do you remember? Um, I'm not sure where we started. There's a few things I remember, like Tipitina's in New Orleans. I think that's where we started, man. It could have been. I, really, I think so. It was a small place, very small, but and man, was it funky? But it was Tipitina's in New Orleans. You know, it's what it's supposed to be. It was cool. You know, Peyton Manning was there. Yeah, I was on the stage left of this tiny little stage, and there was a walkway. I think it was going upstairs, and you know, there's a bathroom back in that corner. And he was sitting on a on a crate or something. He couldn't have been five feet from me, and he had a cowboy hat on, didn't he? Didn't he yeah. wear a cowboy hat that night? He sure did. Yeah. And he was sitting over drinking a beer and watching us from you know, fifteen feet away, ten feet away. And that was just when he he got signed with the Colts. He came from Tennessee. I could not believe when they said who it was. I I didn't know. 
I just think, who's this big old white boy sitting over here, you know? <laughs> and then Tim introduced him and I was talking to him. I guess he wanted he wanted to hear a song. And Tim was like, I know that bonus you got, you signed this week. He had just signed with the Colts. And he's like, you're going to have to get up off some of that money. So what did he pay to hear Don't Take the Girl? Five bills, $500. 500 bucks, yeah. He did a few songs, didn't he? Yeah. You know what's funny is he you know, requested Don't Take the Girl. And, you know, Tim didn't mind doing that. But remember, a lot of times we just do pieces of songs because he wanted to do the Goo Goo Dolls or, right. or <laughs> Tom Petty. Yeah, but, stuff. But remember, we we stay up there on stage for three four hours without getting done. Wow. I know, and you'd have to try to find your spot to go to the bathroom. Oh well, I, I thought so too. But we were up there for three hours, and we did "Don't Take the Girl," and I'm like, man, I gotta be bad. I mean, it didn't it, work out for you, did it? I remember. No, no, and I, I held it for two hours already. You know, thinking, man, I should have <laughs> I should have went again before we got up here. And so, you know, I was on stage left where the stairway was to go up to the dressing rooms. All right. And, and so I thought, well, we're doing don't take the girl. I can slide out on this real quick, go to the bathroom, come back and finish it, you know? Right. All right. So I'm like, I slide out and I get up there and I start peeing. And all of a sudden I still got my, we have in ears, you know, ear monitors where we can hear everything wherever we're at. You have a wireless pack so you can walk around. Right. So I go upstairs and I'm, Peeing, and all of a sudden I hear the song stop, and Tim goes, "That's enough of that." And and then he goes, oh, "He wanted to do another song, and then but I wasn't there." And he goes, "Hey, where's Darren?" And I'm like, "Oh, great! Of all the times, you know, you're busted." Yeah, so I'm up there taking the leak, and and uh, he gets the crowd to start going, "Darren, Darren," <laughs> kind of made me feel good, you know, to stand there. My thing in my hand and you know and people cheered for you yeah people chanting my name you know i remember when you appeared again the whole club applauded yeah and you know i didn't want to say Woo! yes i didn't want to say i was taking a leak y'all you know oh, we all knew what you was doing i know man <laughs> i got busted big time yeah but that that place was great though that was fun the the main one i remember was chicago yeah that was fun man that was a good one House of Blues, right? Yes, we played. Uh, let's see. I think we played. What place would have been Chicago? The Palace? Is that what they call that place? No, United United Center. United Center. One of those places there. We did. We and we went over to this club to the uh, House of Blues. Yeah. At about twelve thirty. Yep. Jim Jim Belushi was there. Yes. Yeah, it was cool meeting him, man. He was a nice guy. You know, he hung out in the back with us. You know, in the he did. For a long, he did before we went out, so we was all buddied up before he came out. And man, when he came out, he was a force, wasn't he? Oh man, he was like it was like when we we did Sweet Home Chicago, and it was like uh, John John Belushi had been reincarnated. You know, <laughs> was I mean, channeling him, man, it was badass. He, he blew the heart, man, like nobody's business. He did the cartwheel and the slide like John did. <laughs> It was wild, man. It was crazy. We did Blues Brothers songs, and uh, I mean, he's killing it all, though, man. He was a great musician, and he at that time, I think he had the number one, you know, sitcom on on television. Man, you never thought you would have never thought that was his craft because he walked up there like a pro, man. Yeah. He, what was that show? According to Jim or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. It was a funny show, man. It really was. Yeah, he, you know, he's got a new show. I didn't know that. No, I yeah, was wondering. Like growing, it's about growing weed. That's what he's doing oh. now. He's got a weed farm. 
a weed farm. Yeah. That's appropriate. That's awesome. I think somewhere yeah. in California, because it's, you know, legal, uh, for, it's for legal weed, you know, medicinal right. weed. Yeah, he's doing right. that. But, I, you know, I, what I remember is that I was in the 80s, there was this movie called The Principal. Principal. And uh, yeah. it was, yeah, it was about, you know, Jim Belushi was the principal of this hard high school and he, you know, where there was a lot of drug use and stuff and he was trying to clean it up, you know, and he fought his way through it. And I was, it's one of those kind of eighties movies, you know, he's got the mullet and all that, you know? Right. <laughs> so when I met him, I, you know, I was talking to him and I said, you know, I really love that movie, the principal. I thought that was a killer movie. And he goes, that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like us talking about us. I know. And I was like, Oh, great. Oh, great. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I did. It sucked, man. It, you know, I was just That's kidding. <laughs> he was asking. He was asking me. You know, what's it like being on the road and stuff? You know, I've got, mm -hmm. you know I, and I want to say, well, what's it like being a freaking TV star and you know right. all the stuff? I mean, he was on SNL too. You know, he was on. Right, and the brother of a legend. You know, yeah, just, yeah, pretty crazy, man. But he was fun. He was big fun. We had a great time with him. I guess, and I remember Faith came out that night. She sang uh, uh, think, think, yeah, and do, do right, man. And I think she did Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Yeah, not, we, we did. And, and I think we did Suspicious Minds, and she sang Backup. Oh, wow. Yeah, Thanks. I remember doing that. Yeah, that's pretty, Tim, pretty sure. Tim, Tim's big Elvis moment. <laughs> he liked some of that too, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Did. And then uh, we did. When then we traveled out to L.A., we did a Thursday night Jay Leno's um, spot, and then after that, went over to the Whiskey Go Go. Yeah, man. Yeah, we did one there. I think that's the second. Was we played the whiskey for another reason at another time? I can't remember what it was. I, I don't either. But that that whiskey is a funky place, man. You know that it is funky. It's got a weird vibe to it. It's got a weird L.A. vibe to it. You know, like, it does. Um, it does. Sit in those rooms and to think. You know, the room is just a s simple, small little room, but you got to know what what's went on in and out of those rooms. Who has went in and out of those rooms? Yeah, I remember standing up. Remember it had that, where the dressings were, there was a balcony there where you mm -hmm. could look over the and down onto the stage. Yeah. And I, re I remember standing there and talking to Cheryl Crow. Uh, she right. Was there. I, didn't, I didn't talk to Reba much there, but... Uh, she was there too, and uh, Faith was there, and I remember standing on stage, and the stage was so small with all of us up there. Had that weird uh, set of stairs that went up the side, you know, took you up to the second level where they they was at. I remember them standing up dancing, and it was oh, having yeah. a great time. Man. Yeah, I, re I remember somewhere somewhere there's a picture of me standing like holding, you know, like I'm a midget or something, but I'm standing there trying to take, not take up any room and and. Reba and Cheryl Crow and Faith are all standing like right beside me and everything. Like I'm right in the middle of them, you know. I just didn't have nowhere else to go. I'd love to see pictures from those. I've never seen anything like that. If any any guys out there have any, help us out. We'd love to see them, man. That'd be That'd awesome. That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, man, uh, what do you say we uh, take a little uh, hiatus here and play Song of the Week? Okay. Um, <laughs> this week, yeah, this week we're going to do a tune that we wrote. Um, it's kind of might be a little dated now, but then it wasn't. It's talking about just, uh, you know, uh, being a good old boy, good old redneck boy. Um, talks about, you know, he just 
down to earth, doesn't have any of the technology or the frills of modern day life. He's just a happy-go-lucky, loves the flag, loves beer, loves all that stuff, his truck, stuff like that. Kind of it's the closest thing to a Toby Keith or Aaron Tippin song we can come up with. And 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 at the time, truck truck songs wasn't didn't want to make you puke like they do nowadays. So this is before you know the the uh, the truck thing, drive your truck with your girl sitting beside you at the riverside and party. It was before all that. Yeah, it was all that stuff before we Florida was- Georgia line, you know stuff. Right. <laughs> but, but here it is. Uh, this is Dave singing it, and uh, I think you know what? I think it's pretty much the whole band except for maybe Billy or some, some couple guys playing on this, uh, playing on this record. Uh, I have this demo. no idea. I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, we, we did it over at the track house next door to my studio. Oh, did we? Yeah, and then we came well, back. We took wrote this stuff down. It would help a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah, we were too dumb. But <laughs> we were too in the moment. But we, uh, we didn't have time we, for that stuff. Yeah, we took it back over to my my place and did the vocal on it. and. So, and this is what happened. So this is Dave singing, me playing a song we wrote called You Might Have Heard of Me. No DVD cell phones, low tech to the bone. You might have heard of me. Redneck hard luck, ain't afraid to mix it up. You might have heard of me. Kicking up dust in my old truck, country roads a part of me. I'm everyday flag waving, middle class beer drinking. You might have heard of me. Oh, yeah. Cable man assembly line working in the coal mine. You might have heard of me. Secretary, salesman, farmer tilling up the land. You might have heard of me. Different faces, different dreams, break it down on the scene. We're nearly all the same. Everyday flag waving, middle class beer drinking. You might have heard of me. I own a little land, draw a line in the sand. Fighting just to live in peace. I ain't afraid to stand up and even lend a hand up. That's what it takes to be free. Nationwide, good old boys ain't afraid to make some noise. You might have heard of me. House trailer park, little loving after dark. You might have heard of me. Proud son of Uncle Sam, God fearing family man. You might have heard of me. Lifetime member of the Backwoods Country Club, standing tall for all to see. Everyday flag waving, middle class beer drinking. You might have heard of me. Fighting just to live in peace I ain't afraid 
song for the time man. no right you know what's right. cool about that is later on down the line uh john amos came in the studio and we cut it he wanted to cut that song right. and we were like wow how's this gonna work and he did a recitation through that of the same words but recitated it through the whole we thing got to find that how can we find that man i'm gonna get a hold of his manager and find out and is that belinda uh, yeah belinda i'm gonna get a hold of belinda and find out if she's still got a copy of it i'm sure she's Get a hold of John and get a copy of it. I'm sure he's. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Anything that we did with him, because I'm not even sure I heard it. I remember going to the studio. I remember working with him, meeting him with you. What a great guy he was. I don't. I think I went away from there, and never heard anything again. I have no yeah. recollections, but I'm pretty bad about that anyway. Well, I, I need to. You know, we kept in touch for years after that. Did you? you know? Oh yeah, I talked to him, and he had, for a while there moved to Mexico and had a big huge yacht down there that he lived on for a while he just wanted to get away from hollywood for a while you know he got to be getting old man yeah yeah I, i'm trying to get in touch with him again and get it well man you know what i got something that that i'm gonna throw on you uh-oh i was just sitting there thinking you know before we get back to the bread and water man how about old sayings that kids don't have a clue about anymore Cause we're getting old, you know. I just turned sixty, so and you'll be sixty before too long. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm thinking about all the stuff that they have no idea what we're talking about. All right, you try to build a list. Yeah, I got a little list here, and and these are just a few of them that I could think of. Um, like barking up the wrong tree. I don't know what you know. <laughs> um, an, an arm and a leg, cost you an right. arm and a leg. Well healed, which means well healed. Yeah, which means like uh, we used to say it like uh, if you're packing, okay. packing, you know, he's well healed. Okay. Uh, don't make me take my belt off. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that many times. I've never, I haven't really ever said it in a while, but I've, I've heard it many times. Um, like a turd in a punch bowl. That's now, how, Yeah, how many times, have you, you know, kids don't know the whole nine yards. Like a hair in a biscuit. Like a, yeah, hair in a biscuit. Uh, uh, I got an axe to grind. Um, don't sold. don't let your uh, mouth write a check. Your ass can't cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, or yeah, don't let your <laughs> don't let your don't mouth let, overload your ass. My dad used to tell me. I, yeah, the way I heard it was don't let your motorboat mouth overrun your <laughs> rowboat ass. Yeah. I have heard that too. Yeah. Uh, pull the wool over his eyes or her eyes. Yeah. Um, hey, Leroy, pop the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> and the last uh, one, last one I could think of was a banana hammock. <laughs> banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, For all you that don't know about banana hammock, then I don't need to explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we also, I used to own a club called the Broken Spoke with Lonnie Sweet. And uh, we had a, a bread and water there that I forgot all about. Right. Um, the, the paper just told us that, didn't it? Yeah. And I didn't even remember doing it because um, Tim, 
Tim helped us helped me and Lonnie out a lot at that club. You know, he would right. whenever we'd play in Nashville at the arena, we would always have a party over there. I mean, Chesney would come and and Faith would come and they'd get up and sing and and we'd play and and uh, we had a even in our grand opening, we had the radio station there for a grand opening and Tim came out, and brought right. his buddies and and you yeah, know. My fortieth birthday, we had there, and Tim came. Yeah, and, uh, we all did the same thing. That, that on my fortieth birthday, it was a fantastic night. Yeah, well, the dancehall doctors used to play there quite a bit, you know. And we yeah. we we worked up a few songs and and that were on the radio then. And John P. Uh, John Prestia came out and he played with us. And right. and uh, oh, we got to we, do things, you know, outside of the norm for us, you know, out of that regiment we was in, we get to go over and let go a little bit. It was kind of nice. Yeah. We, and we all did, you know, it was different people that played all, cause like a lot of the guys couldn't do it all the time. So, you know, sometimes it'd just be four of us. Sometimes it'd be the whole band. Sometimes it'd right. be right. six of us, you know, but it was fun, man. And, and, uh, uh, you know, Tim came out there, like I said, and, and helped us. Did you know that Tim bought our PA for that club? Oh, I did not know that. Yes, he did. He did. He bought that nice PA we had. He he furnished that for us in there. It's kind of helped us out. I thought that was cool. That's cool. We did uh did we did do one more show up in um Pontiac? Pontiac. Oh, Detroit, wasn't it? Yeah, so we yeah, we did a show. Kid Rock came out at the show and he did uh the ride with us at the arena. Right, and then we did a bread and water after that in um, at Mill Street Club, I think was the name of it, in oh, wow. Pontiac. And uh, he brought three people from his uh, Twisted Brown Trucker Band. Oh wow! Yeah, he did. There, um, I don't know who the second one was, but I do remember the 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 lady that plays drums, who's just unbelievable. Yeah, she was a monster. Ooh man, what a what a good time we had there, but. Uh, we played. They played with us. You know, Kid Rock sang with us. We did Jumpin' Jack Flash, Fortunate oh, Son. I remember that. Um, Midnight Rider. Yeah. Uh, we did Cowboy. Yeah, you know, his tune. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had. We did a bunch of tunes. You know, it's it's funny about Kid Rock. Uh, we uh, we all called him Bobby. You know, that's his name, yeah. Bobby. But because uh, it was weird, you know, say hey, Kid Rock or Hey Kid. We yeah. called him Kid too. But. I remember him hanging out on the bus during that show, you know. And yeah. Just real, real cool, real laid back, man. Real laid back cat, you know, not no wild and crazy dude, just laid back, you know, and right. does, does what he does, you know. I forgot we did so many different things with him, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, we went to his house. <laughs> went to After his we, house? We backed him at the uh, 100th Harley anniversary. We played yeah. five songs, remember? Right in the middle of Tim McGraw set. He, Tim walks off, and we start into uh, a kid All that recording's coming on, and here he comes, man. I, that There was 100,000 people there, man. And when he screamed, my name is Kid, that place went crazy. And we kicked out five songs with him, I think, that night. it was That was really fun. Yeah, that was, man. You know what's weird about that? You know that Bob? Bod Dippada, all that thing that happens at the beginning mm-hmm. of that song. Yeah. Um, uh, you know how they did it? You know how they did it live on his own show? They had a little. Uh, yeah, it was a recording, like a hard disc. Yeah. And and they just push <laughs> one of the one of the guys would just push a button and it would 
play that, blah, 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 you know, and then that's whatever it comes up, you just push a button, you know. It was like no <laughs> pro tools. Yeah, no pro tools, no nothing like that. It's just an right. old school thing, you know. It was yeah. it was really cool. He was a, it was great to work with. That you yeah, know, man, that show we was opening for, for Elton John. You remember that? We opened for man on that night at the hundredth anniversary. The Doobie Brothers played with us. Um, we met Patrick Simmons at the hotel before the Doobie Brothers played right. that night. Then we played. Kid Rock plays with us. We go off, and Elton John closes the night at that motorcycle. That's right. That's right. It was a That's huge concert. You couldn't see the back of that crowd. Yeah, that was that was a big deal. I have pictures of us, uh, like Danny sitting. Beside Elton John's piano, he's got his hands out like, you know, ta <laughs> I took some pictures back there of, of uh, some of the band guys. You know, those guys are famous, man. They've been doing that stuff for years. Took some pictures of some of their equipment. I was gurming them. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Got to. I mean, we, yeah. we that wasn't the first. That was the, was that before or after the American Music Awards when we did Tiny Dancer with Elton John? I can't remember if it was before or after. Yeah. That was, that was cool. That was cool, man. Fastest three minutes of my life. Yeah, I remember uh, up there. Remember when we were doing rehearsals for it, and and Billy kicks off Tiny Dancer at our temple that we did the record at with the click. Right. And uh, Elton's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Follow he starts me. playing with it, and he's looking around like, "Yeah." You know. He's like, "Whoa, just follow me!" And he starts playing his own thing, or you know, puts it right in the pocket, really slower. You know, we did it slower, and we right. just followed him from then on. You know, right. We got a picture with him too. Yes, know. we did. It's still on YouTube, man. It's a crappy video, but you can see us up there yeah. with Elton John. I look there's there's some uh, Getty images on Google of uh, us on stage that are really good pictures, man. And you can see us in the background. Oh, cool! I'll have to yeah. look for that. I'll try to put them out too. You know what, Dave? What's we up, have man? a we have a winner. We do name, name the goat. That's awesome. That was. Great ones, man. That was some really funny ones. Yeah. Oh, that I, we appreciate y'all sending it in because it, it gave us a good laugh. We're trying to give yeah. y'all good laughs, and you gave us one. And stirring up some traffic and uh, getting to know everybody a little better, too. Been a long That's time. true. You know, there were some really good ones. Like some of my favorites were uh, Scape, Scapegoat. Scapegoat. <laughs> and, and Vincent Von Goat was good. That's a good one. That's a and, good one. And, uh, Somebody said turbo. That was pretty cool too. You know, that's, funny. that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. There was, there was a lot more. I won't go through all of them, but there, there was some really funny, but we thought, you know, out of sentimental reasons and, you know, because he passed away this last year and we miss him and we love him. And, and their personalities are matching. Oh man. Per personalities go on with my goat. Uh, we're going to call him Lonnie. Yeah. Our, our driver and stuff. Um, Susan Norris came up with that, and so did Johnny Sweet. Both of them. That's his brother. Come yeah. up with that, and, and he 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 was kind of like my goat. He was you know cantankerous, and he never chewed on my underwear, but he was cantankerous, <laughs> and you know kind of kind of looked like the goat a little bit. Sometimes you sound like him in the morning when you pull the curtain back and go to sit down up front. Oh yeah. You know, after after he asked the famous question, "What do you want?" <laughs> and he had the big goatee, goatee. Yes, <laughs> so that's my goat's name now is Lonnie. So he's happy. Are you happy? Good. Good. He's yeah. happy. 
Excellent. So we can get a. So let's let's uh let's kill. You don't have to send no more names. Because we're done. Goat game's over. Not saying he won't be on future episodes. You know, we might interview him. Yeah. Now, now I guess um since we've had that conversation about what happens under the soul to soul stage, I guess we should, you know, go forward with our investigation. What are you yeah, thinking? I think you're right. You know. A lot of you don't know, when you came to Soul to Soul, you saw this huge monstrosity of a stage. It was cool as heck, you know, uh, round, in the round. And Yeah, but what you didn't know, that underneath that stage was a whole nother underground world. You know, <laughs> there was there was passages, there were places for wardrobe, there was people hanging out. That's where all the crew would hang out and, and be under the world. Yeah, there was a bar under there, there was a Mirrors. Makeup, yeah, mirrors and makeup places for Tim and Faith and hair places and all that. And elevators that went up everywhere and just all kinds of stuff underneath there. But the coolest thing underneath there was like a, uh, what was kind of light was under there. There was a, like a 1960s something kind of light there, you know. Kind of light you find in the bar or something like a yeah. glow light. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Joey Supak, who was the drum tech, but he did he did a lot of stuff, you know. He he was kind of the go, you know, one of the go-to guys there, you know. He just make things happen, man. Yeah, and he we had to get him on, and uh, yes, we do. And uh, he came up with this hot dog machine. I don't know where he got it, but it it was like the rotisserie ones you see in the. It's in like the you'd see bowling alley or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was the great hot dogs, the steamed hot dogs, the steamed buns. It was great, man. <laughs> you said <Yeah>. accessories. <laughs> you, you said steamed buns. Anyway, uh, but what would do? You know, there would be celebrities that come out, and sometimes they'd hang out underneath the the underworld there. Right. And uh, so they started this thing where see how see you could hold the record for eating the most hot dogs there. Now it's rumored that Peyton Manning ate six hot dogs. And he had signed that. If you remember that, David, he signed off on it. His name was there, and it said he had eight. I thought it said six. And I believe here, so. here, here within there, that lies is our um, that is our search. That's what we're going to be looking for. Yeah, we need to get some. We need to get some validation on that. You know. Right. So, so we're going to start searching around, and if we have anybody that lived under there, and you know, a lot of people worked under there, and they was busy. But somebody knows. Somebody was there when Peyton ate. And, and we want to know <laughs> Peyton ate. That's like its own word. Peyton ate. Peyton ate. Man, man. Sounds like what the doctor would tell you. you man, know, my, stomach, my stomach's been hurting. Man, my stomach's been hurting. I had to take some Peyton ate. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe uh, maybe we work our cards right. We can just find out from Peyton ourselves. You know, he did come to see us before. Yeah, I don't but know. He's, he's a busy he's, man. Yeah, he's kind of doing all the commercials with Brad Paisley now, so for for the yeah. insurance. But he might, you know, you never know. Maybe we can <laughs> get him to come out of Peytonville and do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, we need to about that's our new thing. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do that, and then we'll look into it. We'll get back with you. We'll try to find out what the history on that is. Yeah, or like you said, if anybody knows, you know, leave us a message. You know, speaking of that. You know, this podcast is heard on every platform now. If you go to Apple or any of those, leave us a review because that seems to mean a lot to, 
to people. I don't know why, but it means a lot to I us. I think it moves us up in when people searching us. It moves us up in the search departments. Oh, okay. We'll see. There you go. Interaction, and and the more people that get interaction, the closer to the, you know, the the river flow. I guess. You know, <laughs> that's what it seems like to me. Well, that's that's cool. Well, then you help us out. Leave a review, and you know we're uh we're on uh Facebook. Uh, Hillbilly has been on Facebook, and you know come in there. We got some cool pictures. We got. So, you know, we, we try to keep you up to date on what's coming up and what's been and what's happening now. And uh, that's where you can leave us a message. Uh, you know, if you think of anything you want us to talk about, that you've been there and seen it, done it, whatever, you know, let us know. Yeah, talk to us. We love hearing from you. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we're also on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. We're a bunch of Twitters. <laughs> we have to work that more. We've got to learn some more about some of this stuff. We're terrible at the PR part of this, guys. Oh yeah, and we're and we're terrible. We're not technical guys. We, you know, it took us up to John Boy to figure out how to even get three people on. <laughs> there, you know? Yeah, we just found out about Zoom. You know, we didn't even know about it. You know, <laughs> so, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Because you know, these days you got to do everything remotely. You know, it's not like you can get four people in the same room with. Within six, on each other. You know, within six feet of each other, you know, so, you know, so, and also, you know, we're working, we got people working on a website now and, and we're going to be on Instagram too. So they said that's a big deal. So, well, maybe we can uh, throw some more pictures up on Instagram. I guess that's what it is. I don't really, I have to yeah. research it. I got all the pictures, but we need a vast staff is what we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we can afford that. Yeah. <laughs> Right. If anybody wants to work for free and be our guest, <laughs> you can. The good part about it is you can do it remote. You don't That's even right. have to leave the house. Yeah, if you can help us out, help us on. Help <laughs> us on. Well, Dave, I think we about covered bread and water. So now y'all know what the, you know what the hell bread and water is now. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about that no more. No, if you were there, appreciate it. If you weren't, <laughs> tough. But. <laughs> No, we can talk about it all we want to, can't we, D? No, nah, we can do whatever we want, man. It's our show. That's right. But well, we want to tell you all, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support you've given us. Um, and I uh, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and ate too much like I did. But this is Hillbilly Has Been wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We would ride our bus town to town. Everybody was a getting down. Pack it up and do it all again. The hillbilly has been. Now the days of old have come to pass. Even though we was kicking ass, we love the fans, but we need some friends. The hillbilly has been.